This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. And Johnny, what about you? Um, and by the way, I will, I will accept the uh, phrase meow. <laughs> <laughs> What was your uh, experience with this? Have you got a chance to check it out or? Meow. We'll put a subtitle as to what that means. Can I, can I share a story? Can I share a story about Johnny? Yes. yes. There was like, I don't remember which DVD release or something, but there was like this extra, I think, it, I don't know if it was a booklet or whatever, but do you remember like they made us fill out this whole questionnaire? on one of the DVDs. Yes. And it was like, what are your thoughts? Blah, 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 blah. And so it was like as an extra and we had to answer all these questions. And then Johnny submitted his questionnaire <laughs> where all the answers was just meow. <laughs> was like, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. He did and that then, on a panel once too. And it was my favorite. <laughs> but I think Johnny, they they were like, no, you have to. They were not happy. happy. Yeah, they were not happy. <laughs> redo it they made him redo it yeah, yeah. Susie was telling me <laughs> I'm so glad that story made it on it on um, on the record <laughs> this is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tatashore and you're listening to ACMG presents talk, talk time, time live. live it's time talk time let's go anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk Time. Anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news, special guests. And unbiased reviews Suburban kids The hipster street dudes All can learn something new Me too I heard words with no faith is empty I stayed the course So my haters tempt me Beep the podcast That'll make them envy It ain't too trendy It's ACMG Anime comics Movies and games That come on and let's get it Talk time Anime comics Movies and games That come on and let's get it Talk time Anime comics Movies and games That come on and let's get it Talk Time. Anime live. comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time live. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah back with a loaded show i am back from the metaverse people and what a time that i had over there with repop and the cast of that time i got reincarnated as a slime the bleach cast the sailor moon cast just a lot of fun and thank every one of them for taking the time out to do that it was just awesome um 
man, we, we really do got a load of show. I will talk for more about that in a minute, but like, I just want to let you guys know, we are going to be talking E3 this episode. We're going to talk the Netflix geek week that they highlighted and the highlights from that, I should say. And, uh, in our talk topic, we got the first episode of Loki to talk about. So, uh, man, we're, we're going to be talking about a lot of things today some trailers too but you know going back to the repop metaverse which is still going on and you could go to find the metaverse.com and check it out check out all the content there um but i just i i you know it's just one of those situations that i am truly blessed i mean we got 2020 that i didn't know what was going to happen and much to my surprise i was able to do a lot more than I thought I was going to do. In fact, I had more guests in 2020 than I ever did any other year that I've done this show. And on top of that, I got to work, you know, with Molly and, and, and the rest of the gang to do a, uh, a panel for them with the cast Naruto. But it was like, what am I going to happen? What's going to happen this year? Because I had no interaction with Repop at all at the time because, you know, there were no live events and there was nothing going on. And then they started creating the metaverse, you know, situation. And I didn't know if I was ever going to be a part of that because they got so many people to work with in there. And the fact that they called me up to do this, uh, in April and, uh, or is it May? Yeah, I believe it. No, it's, it's May. And, um, we were able to make this happen and they invited me back to do more panels. And, you know, remember in 2019, I actually did my first live panel, two live panels actually with the street fighter, uh, Udon entertainment crew and the people of uh, Overwatch, the voices of Overwatch, which by the way, which is why you're hearing the uh, Fred Tattashore and Charlotte Chung uh, liner this week. Happy birthday, Fred Tattashore. His birthday is today as we are recording here, um, June 13th. Uh, happy birthday, good sir. He is one of my favorite actors. I don't even wanna say voice actors. He's just a tremendous actor. And he is like, like Cal, like I usually say for Cal Aber, uh, is he's like the male blank like actor who can just you know do a voice and make it you really make it his and then all of a sudden do a whole nother voice that doesn't even sound like the voice that he did prior to like he's that damn awesome you've heard him on uh family guy you heard him on you know play many different characters in video games and on tv and cartoons and whatnot he's just phenomenal Happy birthday to you, good sir. I actually just saw him on my Facebook page this morning. Um, you know, because when you you're pretty much on everybody's friend list, you see their uh their birthdays on there. So his popped up. So with that said, I hope you have a great holiday and uh much love to you, man. He's a he's a really, 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 really nice guy. So hopefully someday I can get him back on here and get him on here somehow. Um, but yeah, they, I mean like Stephanie Shade, they're 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 busy. <laughs> <laughs> they are very, very busy in trying to get their, you know, get people on to uh, certain things. And I remember when I was talking to Stephanie and uh, and who else? Um, Johnny Young Bosch, before we did the Sailor Moon panel and the Bleach panel, they were just writing off their schedules and their schedules are so deep. Like, I'm really surprised I even got in with Stephanie the time that I did the last time, the first time when she was on my show. There's... They got so, it, I mean, it's a good problem to have that they have so many, you know, obligations and, and priorities to do in, in their field, especially during, you know, COVID and all the stuff in the pandemic. Like I, to be honest, voice actors have really got it good because they had the luxury of doing it at their own home. 
So it was, it was pretty awesome. And if you've seen the panel, if you've seen the uh, Sailor Moon panel and Bleach panel, especially Sailor Moon panel, because we had um, the trivia, because we had Christina V there. She isn't, all of them had to create their own closet studios now. And she has built her own studio within her house, which is awesome. Just beautiful looking uh, studio that she uh, put together with the soundproof um, walls and everything that she installed in there. It looks awesome. You could go to there, you could go on um, findametaverse.com. Actually, I can tell you this. If you want to just strictly see the panels that I hosted, you can not only go to findametaverse.com, but you can easily now find them on talktimelive.com because on there on the media page i posted all of the panels that i did which is on youtube as well so you can easily find them on talktimelive.com and you can also find if you just want to look at the bleach Sailor moon uh panels and the that, uh, cast of that time i got reincarnated as, uh, as a slime you could check it out on my page but go to find metaverse.com there's a lot more content in there a lot more great content and exclusive merchandise that you could get as well so there is a falcon and a winter soldier shirt that i gotta get before it's gone <laughs> too it looks it's it's awesome uh so yeah go out of your way to check it out but we you know as, as far as you know me getting a chance to do this it's, it's just something very special to me um i've been i look people you understand and if you're if you're one of those people listening that especially that knows me and wonders like how the hell does he always get these situation trust me it's a long journey i went through a hell of a lot over the past decades like from retail to corporate and i know other people have gone through the same thing and i've gone the same thing with them but i just felt like i need to do more i am capable of more i have the means to do more and i'm not going to waste my time i'm not going to waste the the talents that mother you know birth uh me to have you know all the hard work that she put in and i had a i had a rough i had a rough uh you know upbringing you know so i didn't want to take that for granted i didn't want to you know i didn't want her life to go in vain of the fact that i didn't do anything with it so i worked my ass off i uh, i i ended up having to drop out of college for a bit i ended up coming back at you know i ended up working in the real world for a bit working in retail for like seven years and then working corporate for like another decade and then decided to go back to school during and not only that i killed it <laughs> by getting on an honor roll and being in the dean's list or whatever like that because it's like i knew what was out there i knew what i need to do and i knew my worth and i knew my value so I went in to do multimedia development and graphic design and logo design. And all of a sudden, I also wanted to do a podcast. I always wanted to do something fun that was related to the things that I love. And I did it. And I did it in a way that it has grown to what you see now. And I can't be more blessed to not only just be able to do this show, but to be able to have the opportunity to work with a company like Repop and to get to know people in the in the industries that i love and you know befriend some of them and just learn from a lot of them you know their journeys have helped me with mine in such a way that i cannot thank all of them enough it's just an unbelievable road and um i you know i'm i'm 40 i'm 44 let's be honest but they always say it especially in college they they teach you like when you get to the age of 40 you should be at a stage where you can kind of give back 
or you can, you know, have experience enough to be able to teach other people to, how to get there. And I feel like I'm getting to that point now. Um, not like I'm going to retire or anything anytime soon. Like my road is just starting, <laughs> but I think I've been through a lot. I can always help anybody help them with their road, but if it's just a matter if they want to listen, not everybody wants to listen. Not everybody wants to go through the grit and the grind. Like, uh, like a lot of us have to, to get it. They just see the glamor of it, but not the grind. You got to go through the grind to get to the glamor and the glory of it. People, you know, it looks like a lot of fun, but at the end of the day, you got to work hard to have fun. <laughs> that is, that is definite. But with that said, thank you again to Repop. Thank you again. And, uh, this is not going to be the last time I'm working with them. I mentioned last week that I am heading to New York in October. God knows what else they're going to be doing all the way there. But, um, I talked to the people there that I've been working with since 2018 and they really appreciate it. They really love the panels that I did and, uh, a lot of great feedback, uh, from them. And it's just been a lot of fun and I'm really happy and honored to have this chance and to get that opportunity because I never thought I would get this opportunity in a sense of, I've always wanted to be appreciated for what I do, for the work that I put in. I always wanted to, pe I wanted people to see the work that I put in and to be able to be recognized for that work. And like I said, I work corporate and I work retail for years. And as many of you know, who work corporate, especially being a black man working in corporate and working in retail sometimes that you don't necessarily see that more retail you do than corporate. When it gets to corporate, it gets really eerie, and I hope that changes. But people like me don't always get that opportunity. They always don't see that, or they do see and they choose not to see. Let's just put it like that. And to not get that opportunity, like I've worked in retail, I worked at a corporate office for 10 years and gradually, you know, been able, capable of having a skill level to do virtually everything in that office. I even went back to school. And then furthermore, started my own side, side business and still was doing being ever so digi uh, diligent, never late, never any of that, never been recognized for any chance of upward mobility at that establishment. And it, it just, it bothers me and it drained me to no end. And I almost got to a point that it became depressing. And luckily I had the, the nerve, the courage to just say, it's time for me to go. And it's, I had, it's not easy because you so you sometimes get so stuck in there that you just, you know, you, you end up, you end up settling and I'm not, I hate settling. I hate settling. So I ended up just leaving. That was also of course helped by the fact that two people in my life passed away in the same week. One of which used to be a, like a former co-host of the show at the very beginning. I had, I had literally had like five people on the show and there's a reason why I know it's only me now, but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. But unfortunately she passed away, unfortunately. And I ended up, you know, it devastated me in a sense. It's like, she was my age. I, what am I doing with my life? I need to do more. It's time for me to go I talk to my wife. You know, she saw the, she saw the, the stressors in me and was like, you know, you need to get out of here because you're, they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. Like when you look at the clock every night and start seeing you know, um, a bunch of, you know, you just see your, your entire life just weigh down on you and negatively toxic from a toxic environment. It's, it's just, it, it'll, it, it can literally kill you mentally. Um, and, and get you in a state of depression. I didn't want to do that. I, 
had the courage to get up and say it's time. And I did. And I didn't look back. And it was a road ahead, but it was worth it. So uh, people, I'll tell you this. If you really want it, you got to go for it. It's not going to happen when it, when you want it to. It's going to happen when it need to be. But you got to keep working on it. That's all I got to say about that. And I can say more, too, if you ever want to. You know, you guys can, you know, reach out to me on Instagram or um, you can reach out to me on the ACMG Facebook group whenever. You know, if you if you have the diligence and, and, and the energy and, and the will to do it, it could be done. Trust me. I'm, you can learn from experience. I know this from experience. I digress. Like I said, we got a loaded show today and this was a loaded intro. <laughs> but in hindsight, in essence, thank you, Repop. Thank you to all the guests in the metaverse. I had a great time and I look forward to doing this a lot <laughs> in the near future with them. And who knows what else is going to be next? Um, I, I, I just at some point, I got to stop saying how am I going to top this? But nonetheless, um, we got a lot of news to talk about. So let's not waste any time. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. folks we're going to start off with netflix they premiere their geek week event which is a new thing that they're doing to promote all of the new shows that will be coming out that is based on our favorite fandoms um it's a lot day it was like a five-day event and they they left you with a bang now the way that they did this is the exact way that jeff keely should have did with his summer gaming fest uh, at least the kickoff at least where you had some really really good games that entice people that had them chomping at the bits to want to see and, and get excited for he didn't do that in my opinion netflix really kicked it off really well and they had a lot of great content that will be on their network and i won't read them all but i'll read a lot of what i feel i'm excited for and which i think you will be excited for so let's go with this man it's a lot for instance the witcher season two which they announced a really cool teaser showing a lot of things that you need to pause it just to see. Uh, they also announced a Witcher Con, which is coming uh, July 9th, and that, which will coincide uh, them working with uh, CD Projekt Red, and which is really interesting. So hopefully we'll get to see a much more in-depth trailer, a full trailer, if you will, at that time. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. So that is coming. And I, it's possible that we'll get a release date for that as well. They did not announce any release date because they're advertising this Witcher Con that's coming as well. Uh, and this is an interesting one. Addy Senkar. We talked about him a while back in regard when we when I reviewed the uh, Castlevania finale uh, season just recently. And um, we were like, where is he at? What is he doing? What's going on here? So Addy Senkar is back. And he got his new show coming out called Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. This show is a six episode adaption to the Far Cry expansion, uh, Blood Dragon, which is interesting. Uh, he teased also that there will be that the series will be part of a shared universe consisting of Ubisoft's uh, properties, which is, is said to been related to it it'll be similar to that of captain in the games master so i'm like okay we'll see now here's the thing i'm taking this with a grain of salt on the fact that we we last time we saw addy sankar anywhere he announced on ign that there was going to be a 
supposed Devil May Cry crossover with Castlevania, to which he still has not answered that yet. However, not to be taken away from that, but we are getting a Castlevania spinoff, which was announced. Um, it will be involved Richter Belmont, who is the son of Trevor Belmont and Sophie B uh, Belnades, and will be set in 1792 during the French Revolution. No official title or release date will be announced, nor any mention of whether that is going to be the one that crosses over with Devil May Cry. I don't know what was going on with that situation. So um, when it comes to, you know, um, Addy, I'm not I don't know what to think because this dude is. He, he's he's a he's kind of what they say in the wrestling business. He's a mark for himself. You know, it, it, you know, it's it's he's trying to be a brand just as much as the brand that he's trying to create and promote and the intellectual properties that he, he promotes and creates. So I don't know what's going on with that. Like he, he does too much sometimes. But it's great to know that we're getting a spinoff to Castlevania. It is pretty damn good to know that we're getting this new series that for what is worth the dude can really do some great content. I mean, I, I will never take that away from him. It's just when you get to his his character side of things, it's like, do we really need this? <laughs> just do, do, just just make, just do the art. Don't try to be the art. Okay, it's just crazy. I like I, I I like when certain people have a certain charismatic personality, but when you get as weird and quirky as this dude, it's 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 so extra. Like. Yoshinori Ono is a dude that I think about like he's you know he was the former executive producer of Capcom and you know the guy behind Street Fighters the Street Fighter series he has a really charismatic colorful joyful personality like it's it's he it, you know what it is too I think the reason why I love Yosh, you know, a lot of people like Yoshinori Ono's you know character persona at best his, his personality is because he doesn't take himself seriously he's all about just having fun he He's not a he's he's not, you know, being a mark for himself, if you will, I guess. But Addy Shankar, like this dude comes out with face pain and, you know, in all time, like, dude, it's dude, it's not that serious. It's not you, you're, you're being this is when geek goes wrong. This is like I said, this is truly when it, when geek goes wrong. I can't that's, like this is a dude. I think this is a guy that to me would be a nightmare to interview. I because I don't know how he's going to come off i don't know how he's gonna be if you know like you know like this is the one of those people that like you gotta see like get over yourself you're a great talent you're a great artist at best but don't be above your art you know don't let the legacy be you and not the art this is the problem with a lot of music a lot of things in the music career which is why me personally i'm not a big fan of all of the music that is out this um by these artists sometimes because sometimes and especially within the last, you know, during the millennial years, it was all like these these artists were just doing more outside the studio to make themselves famous than the music that they were trying to make. That shouldn't be. So I don't know, maybe hopefully he'll change in the years to come. But still, with that said, I'll, I won't discredit him. He's done some great work nonetheless. And, you know, we'll see. We will see. Also announced is a Splinter Cell animated series which is coming no release date for that the cuphead we finally get to see cup the cuphead show we get a trailer for that without a release date <laughs> but we finally get to see a trailer so it's getting ever so close it looks really awesome they had some uh it showed a 
you know, them in a uh, auditorium and a performance with a this dice looking character who just happened to look like Red Skeleton or be a performing Red Skeleton. Like, in God, if you're listening to this and wondering, like, who the hell is Red Skeleton? Yes, I'm in the age demographic where who still knows who that guy is. He is a look up, look him up. He is a a black historical treasure and in, in entertainment you know, black entertainment back then, but, um, look kind of a really cool tribute to that, but you know, there was some really cool things. The artwork looks awesome. It doesn't have that aged look like the video game does. Um, and I wish they did, but they, the character design and everything looks absolutely like you would expect from the game. So I, I really, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that the resident evil live action series, which a lot of people was, uh, really talking about on social media is heating up. Everybody mostly was buzzing about the game series main villain, Albert Wesker, now being played by John Wick star Lance Riddick, uh, Riddick who is in fact black. <laughs> and if you if you're if you known to play the Resident Evil series since uh, Wesker actually first appeared, you will know that he is not. <laughs> so, but with that said, they're race you know bending it a bit. But with that said. I think Lance Reddick will be an interesting choice uh, from a personality standpoint, from his acting um, abilities. I think he could pull it off. I think if anything, they picked a really good actor to portray this type of persona. So I'm. it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing this. I'm not the biggest Resident Evil fan per se, and I did beat Resident Evil 6 a while back, but I do recognize the legacy of it and you know, I, I'll, I'll, it wouldn't hurt me to check it out for a bit and see what I like. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Uh, also, another video game series being announced, Arcane League of Legends has been announced as well. So we'll be seeing another MOBA-like uh, game series come to life there. Uh, but here is the major one, which was announced a long time ago. Uh, when I say a long time ago, maybe like a couple weeks ago or at least a week ago, it was announced before this actually probably within um the week i forgot when i pro when i posted it on here actually it was this week <laughs> so much going on but kevin smith's masters of the universe we got the trailer we saw pictures of this now that's what it was we saw pictures of what is what it's going to look like weeks ago but now we finally get to see the trailer this may be the most of all the things that are listed here this is the most anticipating thing that i'm waiting for coming july 23rd and let me tell you this is the he-man that we wanted to see actually funny thing despite the popularity of shira and it's shira trust me when i tell you is very popular uh, is a very popular series despite the different direction and character design it is a really good series and the cast is really awesome um but from a visual from a character design standpoint this is what we wanted to see from Shira. And I'm glad that they're doing this for He-Man. And I'm actually even more glad that Kevin Smith is doing it. And you know, I, it was funny because we um I posted the trailer on the ACMG Facebook group. And of course, this is the funny thing about our uh cynical society. Every single time, there's always somebody who's gonna be like, I hope this is good. I hope this is gonna be good. And especially, you know what I hate it more is when we when they say that towards a Marvel Studios project. It boggles me. We have had the Marvel Cinematic Universe for over 11 years. 
when have they gone wrong? In a sense, when it is especially in terms of um, and when it comes to the movies, I mean, there's been movies that weren't as great as the other ones, but they they still weren't bad. If any of those movies, especially during the first phase, sucked at any cost, they would have never made it to pass uh, Avengers. They would not have made it past Avengers. Not only did they make it past Avengers, but they superseded Avengers and been consistently doing great content up till Endgame. And now they're still making great content even after the fact with these new D- uh, Disney shows gearing us for the uh, Phase 4. And man, let me tell you, people need to stop being cynical. It's not It's not a matter of, you know, whether the show is being back. I think it's a matter of people just are so cynical with whatever's going on in their world that everything has to be met. They have this jaded mindset where everything's going to be bad. And I, you know what? Truth be told, I at times have had that myself. But at least now I recognize that I am aware of this and I'm doing this and I need to, you know, chill for a bit and allow things to progress. Not everything's going to be automatically bad or good just based on what you see. So there were people on on of course on social media commenting like this this better be i'm like first of all i'm a big kevin smith fan and kevin smith wouldn't be kevin smith if had kevin smith not been able to do the great things that he's done he's beyond clerks he's beyond uh mall rats he's beyond chasing amy this dude is going out he's hasn't made he hasn't made home runs all the time but he has a way 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 better average than anything else that he's done he has some stinkers, but he has some great ones. When it comes to the comic books and the comic book writing, he's done some great things. He's written comic books, many, many comic books that he's written. Um, and he's directed a lot of good things too. I think he will make this into a great series. He grew up during the times of He-Man. He was around during the times of the 80s and He-Man and the cartoons, the old cartoons from then this and there's been many he-man and masters of the universe series out after the original one in the 80s from a visual standpoint this to me has been it, it looks the best i've seen since the original and in fact it look it supersedes the original bar none i re- i'm so excited for this series and it's coming july 23rd so look be on the lookout for that and if you haven't seen the trailer go on social media find the trailer you know you can find it on youtube and you can also find the embedded like facebook version on youtube or it may be on netflix i'm not sure i mean it may be on twitter i'm not sure but you could definitely find it on uh facebook because i found it and it is it'll get you it'll get you hype definitely some new anime coming as well uh eden zero looks very interesting it's coming globally on august 26th it's uh based on a female heroin heroin that is has a talking cat which by the way if you see that trailer i don't know but it looks like a spinoff to fairy tale it, it it really does like the cat looks like the cat from fairy tale the act the the character from there looks like fairy um one of the uh characters from fairy tale but i don't think it is um but it looks interesting i'm looking forward to it it's coming globally august 26 i don't know to whether it's going to be all um if it's going to be multi-lingual meaning dub and sub as well i don't know but you know we'll see 
Uh, I'm actually really interested in this other one, which is returning Shaman King. Remember that Shaman King, which is a series that used to come on Saturday uh, morning. And uh, back then I wasn't a really fan. I wasn't a big fan of um, Shonen Jump uh, Shaman King because I mean, mostly because of the animation and character direction of that. Um, actually, I did like the character direction animation. I didn't like it felt like it was cheaply done. This new one looks like they put some some more money into this it looks like the budget is big so i am absolutely looking forward to um seeing this is coming august 9th uh the week of my uh, anniversary so that's awesome and then uh, a new gundam series is coming called hathaway as well has been announced but also there's gonna be not this is not the only gundam series that's coming there there's gonna be a uh, a series of different gundam series gonna be coming to netflix as well some of the older series as well i wish my god i wish they could get gundam wing and i wish they could get um g gundam the one where everybody's doing a, like a fighting tournament oh that's that you know what i love about gundam gundam is so awesome because there is a gundam for everybody um they got like a chibi version of it they have a more serious dramatic uh you know political drama version of it is what you were all used to uh they got an espionage one which is like gundam wing involving uh hiro yui and and, and, the, and the kids um which is why one of my absolutely one of my favorites and then you got something like g gundam for the fighting game community out there so i i really i love the gundam series and i always loved the way that this, uh, mech designs have always been done they were so, they're so awesome they always got the same head but they always got different bodies and different other design bodies and everything so i i really like it so that was basically all of the highlights that i was excited about here and it you know that was a lot that was a hell of a lot whereas like the summer gaming vest it was like metal slug and that was it like come on jeff you gotta do better but i digress let's talk about e3 e3 started yesterday um a lot of great news coming from that i won't uh talk about that as much i know ubisoft started there um premiering of content over there so um where's the ubisoft at? i i will talk ubisoft there's the only thing i found interesting from there was uh avatar uh frontier pandora looks interesting they also announced uh, another thing cool thing they announced was uh a new mario and rabbits game spark of hope it's like a sequel to their um strategy their real-time strategy based game which i ended up getting but i wasn't really interested in you know what i didn't know i didn't know they had anything to do with this show mystic quest the um apple tv series that came out recently so i was very i was surprised at that I, and i love mystic quest mystic quest has been a great great show chris day i believe is the guy behind it the guy from uh always sunny in philadelphia who's absolutely that dude's awesome so um yeah man it, it's, it's been pretty it's been pretty good for the most part and e3 is just starting off right now um i will say marvel avengers actually just recently posted uh an awesome picture of black panther and as of today the 13th of june their panel will be happening today sometime later this afternoon so i'm going to be doing a of course my annual e3 highlights um show this week on select start talking about all of that so if you go into marvel avengers page you can see it they showed a picture of it uh one more day until square enix presents here is a screenshot to whet your appetite and they show black panther on there not only do i want to see black panther and when we're gonna uh get that expansion because i haven't i stopped playing marvel um 
Avengers because I feel like I've done enough <laughs> for now and I'm waiting for this to come out. They need to announce when that Spider-Man expansion is coming for um, PlayStation. It's it's time. It's been quite a while. They need to announce that um, as of right now. So, But um, yeah, man, it, it, I'm excited. I'm very, very well. I'm very, very much excited for what's to come with E3 and I'm trying to find e3 schedule here it is uh right here so i'm um, getting using this from polygon uh so saturday they did the ubisoft uh today it's going to be xbox and bethesda game showcase at 1 p.m eastern standard time 10 a.m pacific standard time square enix is going to be at 3 15 p.m so i'm going to be able to check that out warner brothers is also doing a case today pc gaming show yeah. <laughs> sorry pc bad stories <laughs> um, that's coming at 5.30 p.m. You see, yeah, just do the list. Monday, Take-Two Interactive, uh, which is going to be 2K Games, 2K uh, Sports, Rockstar Games. 2K Games is going to be interesting, I guess, um, from a standpoint of will they be, will they do any more WWE wrestling games? And if so, how the hell are they going to do it without Ukes at this point? Um, speaking of Ukes, we also hopefully can get some more information from AEW here at E3. Maybe, hopefully, we could get some uh, announcements about the process of the progress of their game. Um, but Monday, for me, the most significant thing that I'm looking forward to is Capcom. They got a news conference at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2.30 Pacific. Um, is this, what is this announcement for? Are they going to be announcing a street fighter six finally i think it's time i absolutely think it's time for them to do a uh switch uh, i know there are going to be some monster hunter stuff talking some resident evil stuff but this is their time um to talk about street fighter maybe hopefully another fighting game um maybe dog stalkers rival schools i would love for them to announce something like that you know let's be real their strong point has always been street fighter and their fighting games along with mega man i would like to see a mega at a 3d mega man you know stuff like that i want to hear something new from capcom capcom was is legendary it, it you know and it, at some point it was legendary now it looks like they're just relying on the strengths of street fighter the and this is the part i hate about these this this ongoing game philosophy it doesn't give us a time to really do something new they're just gonna keep building for the old stuff and I don't understand why that's a good strategy. I, I've not played, I, and I know they have a core group of people who still play. I know in particular, some of our ACMG Facebook group members who still play Street Fighter hard. Like it was, like it just came out last week. But come on, now it should be the time to build a six. We need it, we need a new Street Fighter badly. We need a new fighting game badly. Um, Again, you got all these, you got rival schools, which people absolutely loved, or at least bring that back out for the Switch or something like that. You got to, I mean, something has to happen big for Capcom. The fact that they're having an E3 conference is very interesting in that sense. And it, it, I hope that it's just not Monster Hunter. I, I, as much as I loved playing Monster Hunter Rise, and again, if you guys remember, this was the first time I've ever liked a Monster Hunter game. <laughs> It's not enough. There's so many great, great IPs that they have in there that they can revitalize and do something new. I, I, I'm rooting 
I'm rooting for it. I, I don't want to be disappointed by Capcom because they're it, 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 in terms of game developers, Capcom used to be one of my absolute. It was my number one, absolutely my number one game company out there. And I felt that they can do no wrong at the time, but they've fallen on, you know, Resident Evil. They've fallen on uh, Monster Hunter and to some extent Street Fighter Five. It's time. We need a brand new one. We need a new everything. And it's even worse is that Yoshinori Ono isn't on air and he is not there anymore. And maybe, who knows? Maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's the reason why he left. We still don't really truly know why he actually left from here. So ah, we'll see, man. But and then uh, there's Tuesday, which is funny because now we, what used to be the marquee event is no longer. That was Sony. That was PlayStation. They are not appearing this year, nor uh, E3. I mean, uh, Electronic uh, Arts, EA, is appearing this year. But um, now, shout out to EA because um, they just did a free upgrade of um, the new that, that Star Wars game that I uh, bought a while ago but never finished. So maybe now I'll finish it because it's on because the PlayStation 5 version is there. We'll see. Um, Lost Order, I believe it is. But Nintendo E3 2020 Nintendo Direct Tuesday, the 15th. This right here is the main event. Bar none. It is absolutely the main event. That's why it's last. And I don't think they're going to do us dirt. <laughs> I think this will be the marquee event. I think Nintendo may actually win E3, which in some cases is very interesting because they're usually the ones that probably go into second place. Sony's always the one that goes first. Xbox usually the one that goes last. Um, in terms of who brought the best presentation here, Xbox is going on today. You know, that's what does that say? What is like Sony has always been like the main event. Sony has always been the one to bring you like the most exciting things. And then followed up with that is Nintendo. Now Nintendo's the last one to go. And then also Bandai Namco, which is very, I'm also interested in what Bandai Namco is going to be doing too, because I'm a big fan of their games as well, as you guys know. A lot of anime uh, licenses they own. Be interesting to see what they're, what they're going to do, what they're coming out with. It, it can't be, it better not be Project Nexus, because that's already coming out. We don't need to know anything else about Project, I mean, Scarlet Nexus. I always want to say Project Nexus, but Scarlet Nexus is already out. And I there's no point of, there's no point in doing it. I mean, like, I want to see some new, maybe, I don't know, new Tekken, new Naruto, maybe new, another, I don't know. We, we kind of already got new Dragon. Um, Kakarot is you know, pretty damn good. I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe just give us something new other than a, a, that Jump Force crap and nothing online based, please. I, I just want to see something new stuff from them. But... And then, of course, we got the E3 2020 award show. So that's going to be interesting to see what they do with that, too. So that's going to be at 745 Eastern Standard Time, um, 445 uh, Pacific. So I am going to be watching that, see what they do. This is going to be the first annual event, not to be, quote unquote, competing with um, the Game Awards in a sense, but they're looking to do a lot of things like the Game Awards. I don't know if they're if they're basing off of the awards of everything that's been presented 
at their event. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how that how that's going to be put together. But that's the lineup, and um, it's going to be interesting. I, you know, Nintendo is my biggest focus. Capcom is going to be my biggest focus. Square Enix also uh, going to be my biggest focus today. So we'll talk about all of that and the highlights of all of that on our Select Star Video Game podcast this week, coming this week. Um, I don't even know if I'll have a time to review Dragon Ball's uh, expansion or even, uh, you know, Ninja Gaiden 3, because usually when I do E3 highlights, it usually it's a big one. It's always a big one. And it takes up a lot of time to just go over the things. And I'm going to try. I may actually restructure that, too. So we will see. Uh, we will definitely see about that. But I'm ready. I, I'm, I'm always ready. I, I will say this, though. Because of the lack of Sony, and to some smaller extent, EA, EA, this has diluted E3 quite a bit. And I don't know if if Jeff Keighley's uh, Summer Game Fest is going to pick up on that, but, um, well, I don't know. But this, to me, is a kind of a more diluted version. And plus the fact that it's going to be all virtual, too. And it's not going to be, you know, live like they normally would pre-pandemic. They are going to do it next year, and they said they're going to do it differently. So I don't know to what extent. And that's because of the fallout of people, of companies distancing themselves from E3. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes of of that situation. Uh, There's been no news on why people have decided to part ways with it and why people are doing things differently now. But it is what it is. I, I just hope that one day everybody will come back together and and really do with do this one conference because all these different conferences is going to wear itself then in my opinion so we will see uh what else other news what other news do we have here oh yes have any of you got a chance to see the new dc uh films warner brothers animation uh, announcement of dc league of pets starring Dwayne rock johnson as crypto i was unaware that this was coming there was no announcements about this movie coming. I'm very surprised and I'm very happy. Not only is he going to be playing crypto, but Kevin Hart is once again going to be teaming up with The Rock. Those two together are just insanely funny uh, as a duo. And he's playing Ace. And if I'm correct, Ace is Batman's dog. So that is going to be funny. Also, Kate McKinnon, um, John uh, Krasinski, Vanessa Bayer, Na- uh, Natasha Leon. Uh, Diego Luna and Keanu Reeves. I got a feeling Keanu Reeves is going to be the villain. I, that's my prediction. They also got a release date already. It's coming May 20th, 2022. So next year around this time is coming. I am looking forward to it. It looks awesome. I like the way that they uh, provided the um, the old school Donner, uh, Richard Donner uh, Superman music as well from the 80s in there. And um, actually a whole presentation of font and everything had the same uh, font from you know that from those movies as well so yeah i'm looking forward to it it, it looks awesome i cannot wait so last bit of news that i have for this segment is once again i want to promote uh and talk about amalgam comics and coffee house here in philadelphia owned by ariel johnson who's looking to reopen during juneteenth uh which is a very appropriate very cool way to open up uh the event um they're doing a gofundme page as i mentioned last week um 
and donations are going to make rental payments for the uh, store space, maintenance, repairs, and, and replacements of fixtures and equipment, require health department upgrades to the kitchen sink and plumbing, deep cleaning and disinfecting of the space, purchasing COVID-19 safety barriers and other PPE, filling uh, uh, open staff positions and training new team members. Um, if you guys know, for the comic book fans especially, and here in the U.S., because um, I, I know I have listeners and new listeners here, but I also have listeners outside of this country. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, but we actually have, you know, a very special place, you know, that is Unbogging Comics and Coffee House. It is significant because the owner, Ariel R. Johnson, is the first black woman to ever own a comic shop in the East Coast. There is somebody else who owns who owned one and opened up one in the West Coast. Um, but this was a major deal. She's been seen on Sci-Fi Network many a times. Um, she has been on um, many different platforms. You know, uh, ABC News has actually interviewed her as well. It's a major, major deal. She's a modern part of uh, modern day black history as a result. And she's had some really great support out there. She's had Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, appear in this shop, uh, Daryl Simmons, DMC in the shop as well. Um, she's had many people in the comic book industry and whatnot come there to do uh, speaking engagements and whatnot. It's just been really cool. And then she goes out of her way to give back a lot of, uh, she's even giving back. She's even doing a nonprofit of it while doing this as well. So a, uh, I believe a book uh, campaign or whatever. She is awesome in every way. Um, and again, there was one time when we were both nominated for an award during the Philly Geek Awards uh, in 2016 as well. So, and she's been interviewed. I interviewed her at least twice. Uh, she's been on Talk Time Live here at the in the first ever year of Talk Time Live, and then I, you know, interviewed her when she appeared on the front cover of Marvel Comics's uh, Invincible Iron Man with Riri Johnson when her book first started. And they uh, somebody did a special variant cover of her sitting next to Riri in her coffee shop that you could go out of your way to check that out. It's an awesome book. Uh, I have it framed in my office here, um, signed by Ariel as well. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I'm very happy to ever get a chance to know her. She is an awesome, um, awesome woman and an awesome spirit. Please go out of your way to check her out. Go find, go to the GoFundMe app. Um, let me see if I can even find it here for you guys and see what you need to look out for. If you go to go for now, if you're in the ACMG Facebook group, you can find it. I just posted it this morning. You can also go to Amalgam Comics and Coffee House on Facebook. You can find her there. They also have a website. And if you're interested, they do have a website that you can buy items. I don't know if uh, you can also buy, um, you can also buy comics as well, but they have figures and all this stuff and you know toy lines and all the stuff that they sell you know pop figures and all that um you know if you go to gofundme go to amalgam grand reopening and juneteenth celebration so you can find it there as of right now last week i i accumulated up to thirteen thousand. now it has gotten to fifteen thousand five hundred and ten. they're still trying to make the goal of thirty-five thousand people have still been donating uh, as we speak. Um, so please give whatever you can. You don't have to give, you know, a whole ton of money. If you know, whether it be five, 10, 20, if you could give a hundred, if you could give a thousand, which some people actually have, 
which is awesome. You know, for those who've actually been at the shop, it's one of the coolest environments ever. Uh, it's a laid back swag type of environment that just happened to be a comic book shop. And you could, you know, drink coffee, chai tea, whatever like that you eat. Um, you know, any type of the really all, all, like they have, you know, pastries and everything there. And that's which is really cool about it is like they, just the ambiance is just so smooth. And you got some really awesome music playing in the, uh, in the back. Um, not like Tom Jones. This is not that type of deal. Like every comic book store I've ever went to, like growing up, used to play Tom Jones for some reason. No, there is some really cool swag type, like, you know, music you wouldn't expect to be. Is that you would expect at a coffee house, but not in a comic book store. So you got that. The tables are all painted with different comic book characters. Like there's one with Captain America. I think there's another one with Daredevil or it's Spider-Man. Then she got this huge, huge print frame of Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Fantasies 15, which everybody loves posting, you know, taking pictures in front of. I've even taken one uh in front of it as well it's just for that alone it's just beautiful man so go out of your way to check it out and i try to make it up there every so often it's in fishtown so it's like miles away from me i wish it was near me i wish they had one up here and they moved up here or something like that in university city but um still go out of your way to do whatever you can to help that out because we need to keep that legacy alive i am so honored to have such a great establishment and to be you know to know somebody you know that's a part of black history there so let's keep it going and keep it growing folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and when we do we're going to check out my thoughts on the first episode of low key we'll see what happened with him after all of the events of endgame we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon the voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more or on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon, and in the name of the moon, you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Fight! Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and it is my review of Episode 1 of Low Key. Uh, I am probably going to do a series finale of it, an overall review of this, so this is gonna, not going to be the last time. I'll probably do another episode when this all ends and give my overall view of it uh but if you look at the commercials they actually say that like it's the best of series that they've made yet and i'm like okay unless they saw every single episode that's saying a lot but you know they've only showed one but some people may have gotten early you know reviews of it so it's you know that's is, is much to be said to uh that yet but we've actually got access to the first episode and it takes place of course at the very part of in-game where they went back in time and Loki retrieved a Tesseract. So after stealing the Tesseract during the events of Endgame, 
which was in 2019. Remember the remember when things were great back then and we were in theaters. An alternate version of Loki is brought to the mysterious time variant authority. And I'm reading this from Wiki, by the way, um, because they say it ever so eloquently, uh, which is AKA, which also is known as the TVA a bureaucratic organization that exists outside of the time of time and space and monitors the timeline. They give Loki a choice face being erased from existence due to being a time variant or help fix the timeline and stop a greater threat, which spoiler alert, Owen Wilson's character claims it is him or Morpheus claims that he is the character. I don't think it is. Loki ends up trapped in his own crime thriller, <laughs> traveling through time and altering human history. Um, and that is exactly what is happening here. And let me tell you, I really enjoyed this. This has a little bit of a WandaVision type of kick to it, where it's like everything is just different. They feel the ambiance. I love the retro ambiance. Yet yeah, it's it's a it's an um, I no pun intended. It's an amalgam of different, you know, genres feels in here. So the the time, uh, the TVA, if you will, you know, their building is has a retro feel, but it's a more futuristic feel to it as well. The TVA apparently is the most powerful force in all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, apparently, like so like even more powerful than the Infinity Gauntlet gems. There's a scene in there where they just the gym, they like have multiple versions of these gems from different timelines and different universes and, and multiverses. It has no effect on them on that and in, in that realm. It's crazy. So it made Loki feel like he like all of that was for nothing. <laughs> so he um, Tom Hiddleston does what he does best. He is Loki. He does outstanding in this but i love about this because we get to see this is not the version of loki that we got to see in endgame this is when he's still a villain he has no idea where his life ends up he has no idea what he's going to do the decisions that he's going to make and what his decisions has led to that's where owen wilson comes in he plays morpheus who is a character in the comic books the whole tva thing is something in the comics um it's awesome we also have uh, one me uh mosaku from lovecraft uh from lovecraft um i forgot to name it oh god um lovecraft and uh on um hbo max and she is awesome in here lovecraft country it's <laughs> what i should have said but she plays as a character hunter who really wants to just kill loki because he's a time variant and he's not supposed to be there and you know he's giving her a hard time and she's giving him a hard time so you know he has no he he has yet to understand the whole situation with this he gets knocked on his ass many a times because of her and knocking knocking the sense out of her and you know slowing the timeline he gets his collar in his neck which is led by a remote control which can you know reset the time or you know rewind everything back to the way they want to it's pretty cool it, the, the special effects they you know they spared no expense on the special effects as you would expect like they did with falcon and the winter soldier and wandavision as well so um it's, you know seeing this new entity that is the tv the tva it is fantastic man um we also have uh gogo um uh mbathi mbatha raw i hopefully i'm not um butchering that which i'm probably am as Ravana Renslayer, 
who is like the judge of the TVA, who, um, you know, incites the law of time. We got also uh, right now the, the biggest, one of the most interesting uh, casting in here is from Tara Strong, who plays Miss Minutes. The, if you watch, if you saw the trailer, not the, not the trailer, but if, yeah, actually the trailers and the posters, there's this cartoon clock that you saw. And it, it was like really interesting. Like, what is the significance of this clock? Well, we saw when Loki gets taken into the uh, headquarters or the precinct of the TVA and Hunter brings her in, brings him in and he changes clothes and everything. He then sees this orientation uh, video when he's he's in line and it's only him and his other guy in line and they tell him to take a ticket and if he doesn't get to take a ticket they erase him because they erased the other guy and you watch this video and all of a sudden tara strong is the voice of this character tara strong is officially in the marvel cinematic universe this is awesome it's just amazing she she you talk about um great talented voice actors or in actors in general she is another one She's been doing this for so long and been doing she I mean, it's amazing. Um, I, I've always wanted to ask this because she is every if you look at if you've seen Tara Strong, whether in panels on in San Diego Comic Con or whatever like that in other places, her look, she has the look and she's been in live action, you know, um, series before, but she's so inept to doing voice roles. And if you look at her. She has the everything that you would that a casting director would want in a, a live action TV series. Yet for some reason, she loves doing voice roles. I would love to know what is the fascination for that because she's a stunning looking woman. Um, it can it, with a hell of a lot of talent. I I just I, I wonder why I've never seen her in more live action roles. But she what she does she does the best. And uh, she's one of the, she's one of the powerhouses of voice acting in the animation industry, man. And she does no different here. So I loved her, and I'm look I look forward to seeing what else she's gonna be. And it looks like uh, it claim they claims they claim that she's only on one episode. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but it, what I'm what I love about this is that we're seeing Loki in a whole different way, and now he's learned he's gonna be learning a lot about what he's going to be doing he's getting a crash course of everything that he sees and he for some reason at this stage believes that he will conquer he will succeed but Mo uh, mobius keeps reminding him like you for a guy who he constantly believes that he is a conqueror you lose a lot and he doesn't yet to know while he's trying to escape the tva he suddenly, as he's going along, he starts to see that things have happened based on his actions. For instance, his mother dying, which happened in Dark um, Thor: The Dark World, and he has yet to see that yet. Because when they take him, when he disappears, remember in Endgame, he's disappearing shortly after the events of um, the Avengers in 2012. He has not gone through the Dark World situation. He has not gone through. Um, this, this situation of um, Ragnarok. They have not. He's not ventured through that yet. He's not ventured through Endgame and not seen or not experienced his death at the hands of Thanos. But he finds out all of this in a crash course way in this episode, and it's going to be interesting to see how this will affect him 
in this whole entire situation. Um, you know, as of course, also how he's going to manipulate the TVA and what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing to see what's going to happen here because I think he's going to be alive again and it's going to wind up costing the TVA. I think it, it they I, I think Mobius is, you know, as much as he wanted to trust him, he he may regret this. He may absolutely regret this. And it's just a matter of what's going to happen with Loki and how, how this is going to turn from uh, Owen Wilson. I definitely want to talk about that. I think Owen Wilson has been the other standout uh, performance of the first episode. First of all, his whole entire look. I, 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 you know, as much as a fan I am about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm not engaged in all of it. So I didn't know about the TVA myself. And to be honest, I stopped really reading the comic books. I think shortly after the 2000s, when things started going away, I do go back to it every once in a while, but not enough to know who the hell the TVA was. And it was past my understanding of the Marvel uh, Comics universe. But the way that they got Owen Wilson looking, he's not that... He's not the Owen Wilson that we know from years back and all the movies that he did from back uh, before. Um, he's a little bit more seasoned of an actor now. You know, he he's a little bit older. He, you know, he's not the Wedding Crasher dudes or the uh, Starsky and Hutch guys, you know, with Ben Stiller and all this stuff. But what he does is he does phenomenal. You know, you don't because we see him in almost like a, a almost a similar type of role in every role he's been in. He's like the young upstart, you know, you know, hot dude, I guess. Um, we don't get to see him in this type of way. And he's, he, he's too looks tall. I, you barely recognize him until you start listening until you start hearing his voice, but he cut his hair. He got him. He got a, like a old school seventies mustache. Some might say porn mustache. And he, he, his whole entire vibe is different. You're seeing a different level and a different dimension to Owen Wilson's acting abilities. And to me, this is the best I've seen him. This is the best Owen Wilson I've seen ever. And I, I, you know, I've seen other Owen Wilson movies before. I love a lot of his movies, but I felt like he just played to his streams. I feel like this one, he's a little bit different here. You know, he's playing an older gentleman. He's playing a comic book character, if you will. And I'm watching now during, during the part where um, the guy's in line and he's getting erased. <laughs> and Loki is looking at like, okay, I gotta, I gotta make sure I got my ticket. <laughs> And all this is just the intro too. that that whole part is just the beginning of the intro, which is like 11 minutes in. And then they do the actual um, the opening graphics to it. It's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, this role is probably one of the best roles I've seen Owen Wilson so far. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he's going to progress with low um, with low key and also with Hunter as well. I think so far the biggest, you know, the, the biggest focuses in this is uh, Hunter it's Mobius, it's Loki, and it's uh, Ravana as well. Here's the thing. They're also looking for a new this new threat that, you know, spoiler alert, at the end, um, Mobius claims that the biggest threat that they're looking for is him. And that's why they need old Loki to find this new Loki, I guess. But uh, they go back to 1549, and, you know, the TVA is with... Uh, more Mobius and they find this little girl and they talk to this little girl and find out what happened who who was who was in charge of this who was responsible for this 
and the little girl points to the the, uh, the rose windows and it, it's a devil there. Okay. They claim that they know who it is. They claim that it's Loki. I don't know to what end, but I believe it's not Loki. I believe is this is leading to uh, Mephisto. I seriously think this is Mephisto or here's my here's my prediction to this that if it is Mephisto, if it is Mephisto and they claim that it's Loki, that Loki after after his death at the hands of Thanos may have become um, or, um, Mephisto. It's very possible. They could easily go about it that way. But the Rose Window of the Devil, that to me could be, I, I'm, I'm going to predict this is, we're finally going to see Mephisto. I predict this is our, we're finally going to see him. I don't know if this is Tom Hiddleston beginning to become uh, Mephisto or whatever like that, because it, it would, I could see how they could do that, how they can take liberties with that and spin that around in some case. We'll see. But, you know, as always, as with we saw with WandaVision, as what we saw with um, Falcon and a Winter Soldier, this is all leading to something new coming that's going to be bigger down the line. And of course, whether this is going to, I hope this, maybe this is going to connect with uh, the new Doctor Strange movie. Who knows? Uh, we don't know to what end. We know WandaVision is definitely going to be connected, is in connection to everything that's happening um, that's going to happen in the new movie coming up. But I am excited. Uh, I am excited for what's about to come. Uh, again, Marvel Studios has not let us down in all the years that they have been doing this since day one of Iron Man. I have all the full confidence that this is going to be an awesome series, just like want. I don't understand. It. Like I said before, if you're skeptical about Marvel Studios now, it's not a them problem. It's a you problem because it's something about you that you feel that I don't know to what end to what type of PTSD that you've gone through that allows you to be so jaded. Even after 11 years of great movies, we got Iron Man that came out that long ago, 11 years ago in 2000. What is 2012? Is it? No, because um, it came out 2008 or something. Regardless, it was way over a decade. An Iron Man that we that we got, and then it led all the way up to 10, 11 years where we got Endgame, and you got some of the greatest form of storytelling in cinema ever. Nobody has ever been able to do what Marvel Studios has done and be this consistent. Nobody, and it is going to be a while before anybody can do it to the depth of what Marvel is doing it. And as long as Marvel is still out there doing it it's going to be hard for anybody else to try to copy it people have tried they have failed people have tried to do this i i say the only successful person that has been able to do it but not to the level and depth of how marvel do it but to their credit they've been able to do it successfully is greg berlanti and the cw crew with the arrowverse other than that nobody else has been able to do this nobody else has been able to have it to and if they did it was not to the level what marvel has done so let me tell you i have full confidence and i just realized i'm looking at the imdb page that's awesome their logo they did a logo which is similar to um what loki did 
uh, with the uh, different fonts and everything. That's awesome. I like that. <laughs> okay, before we close this out, there are three significant things that I really loved about this episode that I need to mention in here. One of which was they show Phil Coulson again uh, and reminded him of uh, reminded Loki, I should say, of what he did. You know, because they're they're pretty much evaluating him and kind of doing a psychological, you know, uh, analysis or evaluation of everything that he's done. And that's what Mo uh, Agent Mobius is doing here and trying to figure him out and trying to make him a better asset for them. And that's what this is all leading to. So they showed uh, they gave a little, you know, nod to Coulson and, you know, he still exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that's awesome. I Speaking of which, I, I never thought about this, but Owen Wilson's Mobius character does have a bit of Coulsonism in him. I feel like he is going to have that Coulson type of, you know, persona with him with this character as well. So I think that's why I like it so much, too. Um, but you saw that. So that was a great nod, acknowledging, still acknowledging the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. situation. We also got this scene where Loki is talking. They're talking about this, this little joke, this little gag that he Thor and Hemdell played where Loki pretends to be DB Cooper. And if for those of you who don't know, and I'm pretty sure you looked it up by the time you uh, saw this episode, DB Cooper is a real life dude who is a media impotent, uh, if you will, who used to describe unidentified man who hijacked a Boeing 727 aircraft in the United States aircraft, um, between Poland and Seattle on the afternoon of November 24th, 1971. They never found this guy. This guy somehow was able to get away with it and disappear, and they never found him. Uh, they gave him the name of D.B. Cooper at this point, and... In the in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's now seen as Loki was the actual portrayal of this guy, and it was all a gag to play around to, to joke around with. Um, this is probably one of the biggest mysteries in, in in U.S. history, probably like right along with you know the who shot who really shot Kennedy or how did the bullet reach that angle or whatever like that. You know how did that actually happen? Um, so it's it's in that realm of uh, mystery there so i thought that that was pretty creative for them to do in that scene and then there's the one little scene that everybody's talking about there's a scene when loki's escaping and she's and he's he's trying to uh, escape from the d uh from the dva right before he discovers all of the everything that's going to happen to him in, in in time there's a scene where he's escaping he's trying to find a way out and there in the background, there's two agents carrying a woman wearing a blue, a sky blue dress with a very retro hairstyle, all of which that looks exactly like Peggy Carter in an episode of uh, Agent Carter. This is highly interesting here because it's hard to not, it's hard to say that it's not her. It looks exactly like her, the hairstyle, the, in fact, who's to say that it's not, um, <laughs> it's not the actor it's not um Haley Atwill at that that was back there you know it, it's in fact let me see let me see if she actually gets a credit in here no they're not revealing anything in here 
it's almost I almost feel like that that is her <laughs> in there but it's a mystery for that but she it there is a woman who looks remarkably like her that they were carrying away as if she was some form of a time variant so I am very I am very interested in that a lot of people are interested in that they you know the keen eye of the Marvel fans caught that and made memes about it and now we're all wondering like what the hell is going on what does she have to do with the time variance or what does she do to get there in some cases i don't know it's going to be awesome to see if there's anything relating to that as well but those were the three you know most significant things that i felt was so so stand out uh and, and fantastic about this episode i love these little these little tidbits that Marvel do is like the it's like the really intricate small things that makes the experience really awesome in this thing. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do with this and how it's going to play out. So that's all I got to say about that. But nonetheless, man, um, so far, so good. I'm not going to grade this. I'm not going to grade this right now because this is just the first episode. But I will say I am deeply engaged in what's going to happen. I have just as engaged as I was to this as I was WandaVision and as I was with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I do expect this to be another epic success from Marvel Studios and I'm looking forward to the six episode series coming up. So um, if you haven't checked it out, go out of your way to check it out. I think there's a lot more to come and I think we're going to be shocked and surprised at the end. And the fact that it's coming out every Wednesday is just nothing short of awesome. So go out of your way to check it out. But I will do a series full review uh, down the line this this is not the end but so far so great with this tom hiddleston's performance owen wilson's performance um and the rest of the cast it's just great i am looking forward to it especially the four main characters here which is uh erica coleman which um was also in here as well um i'm looking for i'm just i can't wait i, I there's so many more people that's going to be in this movie and coming soon and we'll see where this goes so go anyway to check it out folks that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting this. Uh, thank you to our new listeners from the metaverse. I hope you like this. I hope you continue to like this as much as the rest of our uh, audience here and our listeners have been doing. So again, uh, for those who haven't gotten a chance to check it out, go to findthemetaverse.com to not only find my panels, but you can find a lot more panels of great content of our favorite fandoms. You can also find exclusive merchandise and much, much more. If you want to uh, exclusively find my panels of the for, for anime fans, otakus out there, uh, if you're fans of that time I got reincarnated as a slime, I have a panel for that. If you're a fan of Bleach, the legendary Bleach, I have a panel for that. If you're a fan of the iconic and legendary Sailor Moon, I have a panel and a trivia show for that. You can find it all there. Or how about go to TalkTimeLive.com? You can find it right over there as well. Along with other interviews that I've had with for my show in particular, um, as well as the podcast where you can find it there. You can also, if you want to, you know, never miss a beat uh, and never miss an episode, you can go to all of your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, Pandora, Tumblr. That's the one I forgot on uh, Select Start. Um, we got the Tumblr community as well, which has been really, really supportive. Thank you all. Shout out to all you guys out there. And um, please keep us going and keep us growing. Again, video game uh, fans, we will be covering E3 
this week. Uh, we will have our highlight show this week. We'll be talking about it. I don't think I'll be doing the reviews of Dragon Ball uh, Kakarot and Ninja Gaiden. I'll hold that off for next week. Um, we also got Scarlet Nexus coming out. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of news coming. Um, as far as next week, let me see. What is next week? Because guess what? Yeah. Um, in two weeks, Fast and the Furious 9 is coming. We're damn sure going to be reviewing that. Uh, Final Fantasy Advent Children. Final Fantasy 7 Advent Children is out as well. The 4K version, the complete 4K version is out. Go out of your way to check that out as well. Uh, we'll keep you posted on what we're going to review next week because there's a lot of good content coming out soon and a lot of news that is coming. So stay tuned. We always got something good to talk about. And until that time, thank you all and thank you for your support. That'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Have a great and safe week, people. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.